Hey folks, thanks for being a member of the Cafe Insider community. In addition to the Cafe Insider podcast and my weekly note, you also get bonus material from my interviews on Stay Tuned with Preet. This is exclusively for you. Hope you enjoy it. What do you make of the fact that Sarah Palin is running for Congress in Alaska? Do you have any reaction to that? Does it tell you anything about the state of the Republican Party, or is it is she a one-off? Does it tell you what the, the future of Trumpism is? How do you react to that? I think it, it, that's an increasingly personal story about um, the failure of a, of a bid for a certain kind of celebrity. And she didn't put in the work. She didn't put in the work. Um, you know, she had an opportunity, have, having been um, a vice president who made such an impact on her party, uh, if she... Then uh, she decided that Alaska was too small. Being governor was too boring. She wanted to cash in immediately. I mean, there's a kind of lack of impulse control there, um, and, and greed. She wanted to get rich fast. Uh, she and um, she got what she signed up for, and she didn't like it. And now she's trying to reinvent herself in a in a new kind of way. Um, I, I don't think that's going to pay off for her. Um, there, you know, I think about this with. Um, you know, you, I'm watching this 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 race in Ohio, the Senate race, where someone who, you know, was I used to know somewhat, JD Vance, someone I admire. JD Vance, I admired, I've written about I, him. I think about <laughs> what if um, he had gone, he had moved back to Ohio, and um, set started his own business, um, independent of Peter Thiel, so he didn't have to take that crazy person's crazy orders, and you know, be, be, become a successful lawyer, build a firm, um, run for attorney general, run run for governor done things for people, had a real base in his state, um, and then run for the Senate with, and, and ran with people knowing him. So, you you know, you could, you didn't have to answer every loony question put to you by some YouTuber because people knew you. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd been to their funerals. You'd been to their weddings. You'd, you'd, um, you, 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 you know. Yeah. But, his, but his problem is not that he, he is in a position to have to answer every loony tune question from YouTube. He has made a deliberate decision to go back on lots of decent things that he thought and said and wrote right. and embraced Trumpism and make believe that he didn't go to Yale law school. Um, so that's, th- those are choices that people make. And, and um, that if you don't build the first layer, the second layer is not, not stable. So, um, uh, so Sarah Palin, I don't think that's, that's such a, a significant thing. I, th- I, I do, you know, one of the things I think that is to go double back to where we started, I don't know that it's going to have immediate political impact on 22. But if the citizen army in Ukraine does drive out um, the Russian invaders and Ukraine does stabilize and get itself on the way to joining the European Union, um, you know, I, I think we have I, – I am old enough to remember. I remember the, the – one of the reasons the world of ni- the 1990s looked so different was because of this feeling of that our way of life was a success that came out of the ecstatic, miraculous year in 1989. And, you know, and suddenly, and not just the formerly communist countries, but South Korea and Taiwan uh, became democracies. And Mexico adopted multi-party, having been a one-party state, became a multi-party state. Um, And uh, you through the uh, India opened its economy and China, of course, and you had this sense of the wind at your back and the vindication of the best ideas of America. And since the Iraq War went sour um, in the middle 2000s, I think we've been living in a different 
mental, moral universe where we don't believe in ourselves anymore. We don't believe in the ability of Americans to achieve things. And, you know, you look at the period from 9-11 to uh, the defeat of Donald Trump, and you think, you know, what was there that was a big project that Americans decided to do together that went well? And there's there a short list. It's a short list. And I think we may be in for a, a psychic reversal. I mean, I, I've had, I've pin, twin, pinned on top of my Twitter feed um, a comment about this this war that they pinned on, on the, at the very early time that everything that um, the people behind Trump thought was decadent and weak has has proven strong and brave. And everything that they thought was, was powerful and fearsome has proven stupid and brutal. And I wonder, and I hope that we're, we're going to come out of this terrible experience with the Ukrainians playing, paying the, the blood price for which they're going to deserve all of our help in the fullest possible term, not only during the war, but for the big task of reconstruction ahead. They're in a way fighting to remind all of us of our best principles, our best selves, and maybe putting us on the path to a better mental universe than we've lived in for the past 15 years. David, I, I completely appreciate and, and respect the optimism and hopefulness, but I, but I worry, and I'm that way too. You know, you and I maybe both had the view, and I think you expressed it at the time, that the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump was really going to make a difference and really hurt him. Do you believe that that, that happened or not? I, I think it did. I think it did. Um, he's he's still the presumptive yeah. winner of the primary in 2024. Yeah, but, you know, first, it changed him internally. When Donald Trump uh, ran for president in 2015 and 2016, he talked about things that other people cared about. Um, one of his secret weapons, he kept talking about opioids. He had no plan to do anything about it, but he acknowledged that the problem existed when other Republicans didn't. Um, he vowed to defend Medicare and Social Security. He was talking about things that were not purely internal to himself. He is now, um, what you get, I mean, that that he just can't, he has nothing to say to anybody except if you vote for me, you prove that I was right all along. That's not a powerful message. Um, it's, and it's one that makes him a much weaker candidate than he was in 2015, 2016, when, by the way, you know, he won fewer votes than the, than, um, the other candidate. Uh, I, I think it's put the country on record. Uh, I think you'll, in term, as a vote, that it was the most votes for an impeachment ever suffered. From most votes from the across the aisle that any president ever suffered. Andrew Johnson and uh, Bill Clinton and even the Trump first impeachment, those were they, the very few votes from the other side of the, the, the aisle. I mean, that Trump obviously a majority of Republicans defended him, but enough broke, and this and and even those who supported him, like McCarthy and McConnell, um, put on video their statements that they regarded him as guilty as charged. They just had their own reasons for voting against uh, voting against the process. But the McCon- I mean, uh, McConnell put the ads. Created the speech that will that will drive the ads that Donald Trump was practically and morally responsible for the events of January sixth, and that he lied to them, and that Biden was the legitimate president. He's got the his central message in twenty for twenty twenty four is that Biden is not the legitimate president, and the leader of his party in the Senate is on video record at his impeachment trial saying Biden is the legitimate president. Obviously, dummy. On a scale of one to ten. 10 being the most nuts and one being rational. How nuts is it that Mike Pence thinks he has a path to the presidency? Um, 
it's it's not it's not nuts. It's that um, look if you were to make a list of the twenty five likeliest people to be the next president of the United States, Mike Pence would surely be on it. So that's already just to be on that list. That's an incredible accomplishment. Um, and if you, I wouldn't put him on the top twenty five. No, no. I, I just think that that all of the momentum and the vitriol and the brainwashing of the Republican base whose votes he would need yeah. means that I don't, I, I, I don't know where I would rank him, but way, way lower than that I would. So I would put him high on the one to 10 scale. Okay. Well, I, think I, you- I, just, don't, I, I just don't see what, what course of events could possibly unfold in the next two years that would cause the base yeah, you know, to want to put him in the White House as opposed to hang him. I don't think when I say I don't think he's going to win. I don't think it's going to happen. But what I what I do think is I can I can see you get so close, and you can't give up. You just can't because you can. You know, this is the goal of a lifetime. You you can't. You are vice president. It's like Orange Hatch. It's like I would see these people when I was on the Judiciary Committee. What was interesting to me was not just to sit in a room with nineteen powerful senators, but virtually everyone in that room possibly with the exception of my boss, Chuck Schumer, they all had a presidential aspiration. You know, they all thought, I'm a big deal. I'm a statewide elected official from my, from my home state, and I can be president. Orrin Hatch thought he could be president. Arlen Specter thought he could be president. Ted Kennedy, you know, had a reasonable shot. Yeah. And maybe it's that. It's Maybe it's that. Yeah. Um, you can't win if you don't buy the ticket. I mean, I was put this way. Uh, in advance, how crazy a thing was it that Barack Obama ran for president? Yeah. <laughs> when you win, it doesn't look crazy in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, well, but if you if you don't <laughs> on that scale, a little crazier the Donald Trump one. A little crazier the Donald. But but I do think you know, I, I just yeah, <laughs> I think Mike Pence maybe should start a foundation or something. But you know we'll see what happens. Thank you again for becoming a Cafe Insider. Listen to the Cafe Insider podcast every Tuesday and stay tuned every Thursday. 